Hey there. Thank you for joining us for Six Degrees of Study, an uneducational podcast. Today we have Darren Mumford, head of campus at Ulambal, who studied a diploma of teaching at the University of South Australia. We want to show you how it's highly likely there's only six degrees of separation between you, the career, and the life you want. This is the Six Degrees Podcast. Hello, Darren. Hey, how you doing, Donna? Yeah, I'm good. It's great to have you here to have this conversation. Thanks for inviting me. My pleasure. Now, for those who don't know Darren Mumford, where are you at at the moment? I guess career-wise and study-wise, where are you? Where are you in this stage of your life? Uh, finally, after many years, I've finally accepted that life is about lifelong learning. So uh, I'm now going to be head of campus at the new Yulombol School, which is about to start up. Uh, so exciting new opportunity. I've been working in Tari for the last probably four or five years in a variety of roles. So I was with the YMCA for a little while as a youth recreations manager and then moved into working with Mid-North Coast Community College doing vocational training. We've just launched this new project to start a new school. Within that, I recently completed my Cert 4 in TAE, so training and assessment, so that I could potentially support the vocational training field, a variety of different courses. My next new learning experience, I'm really keen to learn a little bit about um, the local culture and particularly try and experience a little bit of learning some gatang as well. Yeah, nice work. I think we could yeah. all do with that. I think there's so many people that are working in business locally that really want to have that opportunity. So maybe that's something that can op- be offered through Yolambal. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Um, yeah. But before we get into, I guess, going down that path, because we could talk for a lot about that. That's a yeah. fabulous new initiative that's taking place around us. Um, where did your study path start? Were you, were you one of those that had that dream job, you know, you knew that from school you were going to fall into this role and that was going to lead to this education or how was it for no, you? No, definitely not. So as good, a kid, good to hear, I'd always thought about becoming a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> um, then as I got older, I, that that dream no longer took for for sure in the thinking and then I started thinking about getting into sport, recreation. Uh-huh. Uh, the The type of numbers that you needed to get into some of the better opportunities I wasn't even close and I wasn't much of a studier at all didn't really enjoy school that much my parents insisted that I actually go off and do a little bit of additional study that was part of the deal of being able to stay home <laughs> and so <laughs> what, stay home after year 12 yeah after year 12 so <laughs> so I went into teaching with absolutely no interest necessarily in actually st- becoming a teacher it was just something that ticked the boxes the got me studying and I was still able to do some sports. So I had a sports focus uh, and pretty much that was the only interest in doing it. And even as I progressed, I had a lot of peers drop out as the courses went on. Uh, I stuck with it uh, because it was still affording me all the other opportunities. So while you're studying, I still was doing a little bit of part-time work and was still able to engage in sport. And you were able and to then, live at home for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> living at home for free too. So the pair of my parents were still helping uh, support me and staying with it. But I guess as I went on, the passion for it gradually grew. Although I have to say, when I first left, I didn't go straight into teaching because you're expected to go to a regional area. I was growing up in Adelaide mm-hmm. and I was a competitive distance runner. So right. I did a whole bunch of jobs here and there, um, working in a cafe, managing a little cafe um, in the downtown area. Uh, and 
mainly the one of the big incentives was to be able to continue with the competitive running. I needed to be local in the right. city with with the group. Um, but then I realised there wasn't a lot happening from a career perspective and I probably wasn't going to make a lot of money. Even the best runners don't make any money. And so definitely an average runner like myself, I was, it wasn't didn't afford any great opportunities. So was this short distance running or...? Long distance. Long so distance. I was doing, yeah, I was training probably over 100 and... 100 to 120 kilometres per week I was mm-hmm. doing and nice. all different things, yeah. yeah it's, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> In fact, I actually discouraged my, my my eldest is quite the runner but I discouraged discouraged her from doing it. So Because of injuries or...? Oh, no, it's just a brutally boring sport. <laughs> <laughs> just running around, it's a pretty lonely sort of thing. There's a little bit of teamwork involved but it's not really. Um, and most of the time... You're physically uncomfortable. There's not a lot of smiling on the face, not like surfing, which I do now. But I finally realised, you know what, maybe I can still make a bit of a go of it, but I need to get into the teaching. And yeah. I was I was pretty average at it, actually. I think I was, I think I, reflecting upon it, it took a while. It wasn't something that came naturally to me. Uh, but and over and time, I developed a passion. And did you study your degree full time? Like, were you through in four or yeah. five years? Or uh, well, so I only did a diploma to start with. So I was right. done back in those days. It was three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was considered full time study. Yep. Um, so yeah, I got the diploma and went straight into teaching because I didn't want to study anymore. So I went straight back into teaching. Right. And then it, over the years, through my passions and just wanting to be more involved and be better at what I did, I took on extra courses and I would do... Uh, it was probably... I don't think there's been too many years over the last 20-plus years that at least in any given year I haven't done a little bit of either a certificate course or two-day, three-day courses related to the things that I'm passionate about. Which is exactly why you're the right person to be setting up an education college here in Taree, right? Because <laughs> you love education. So when you finished your diploma in teaching, where, where did you come and teach in primary schools or high schools or where were you placed? Mainly primary. Yep. So I was, being a single male, um, you, we, your role was to fill in mat leave positions, predominantly in regional areas. So I travelled most of South Australia. One of the most interesting years I got to study on the uh, teach on the APY lands. So yeah, Aboriginal uh, Yunganyjara lands. So I was in the very corner of the South Australian Northern Territory and Western Australian border, where those three borders meet. I wow. was thirty kilometres inland from that border post in Pipilajara, and yeah, that was that was fantastic. So I got some brilliant experiences then. How long were you there for? I, was, I did a year there. Yeah. It, was, it was a fantastic year, brilliant. And I loved it. The desert was an incredible place, but a little bit too far away from the ocean for my liking. Yeah, considering you love surfing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then uh, I moved to New Zealand and did four or five years teaching in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And then I went to Canada and left teaching and went into youth work. Yeah, right. So did you go to Canada for a job that became available or did no. you go to Canada and find the job? No, no, I was travelling. I was on a round-the-world trip. Right. So I met I met a lady um, who's now has been my wife for 20 years now. We celebrated 20 years last year and so, yeah, we chased the lady overseas. <laughs> and did you get to finish that round-the-world trip or did you actually...? Yeah, yeah, so we did. So I finished, I, I was almost towards the end of it and then uh, finished the trip. And then she came and visited me in New Zealand and then we 
Yeah, and I decided because I'd done the travelling, um, made sense for me to move over that way, and I just loved the new experience. I think that that's that's probably one of the greatest things that you can be doing is just allowing yourself to be open to new experiences. And I think that that's if I, I was to, I tell a lot of people I feel like I've had one of the most blessed lives of anyone on the planet, mm-hmm. and it's because I I don't know I think that if you if you're willing to work hard, but also um, allow yourself to be exposed to new opportunities and changes and challenges and be willing to be a constant learner. Yeah, take those opportunities, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How long were you in Canada for? Uh, 16 years. Wow. 16, nearly 17 years, yeah. Yep. The rain got a little bit too much. It took me – I spent the, probably the last four years we were living there, I spent trying to convince my wife we need to move back to Australia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how long ago was that? When did you move back to Australia? Uh, I've been back – Close on five years now. This September it'll be five, so four and a half years, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yep. not not long, really. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. In the grander scheme of things, but yeah, I've, I've been I've been fortunate. I've got to live in a lot of places and experience a lot of things, so that's been great. Yeah. So when you came back to Australia, did you do some more study then? You were saying you've done lots of courses yeah. here and there. Yeah. Well, probably the major study I did while I was in Canada, um, because I only had my teaching diploma. I had a whole lot of other courses, but I wanted to challenge myself. And so I was with a Rotary Club and uh, one of the Rotarians um, was the provost for Trinity Western University. And we started talking and I said, I've got this real interest in leadership. I just, I'd seen good leaders. I've seen some really, really average leaders. And I thought, and I, as through my role, I'd been with the YMCA there for a number of years, and so I was growing in my role and responsibilities there. So I had a fairly significant leadership role there. I was starting to move into that, and I thought, I want to do this well. So I did a master's in uh, leadership, but it was in transformational servant leadership. It was mm. the pedagogy behind it. Wow. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was fantastic. Mm. I really enjoyed it. So that was probably one of the main things. But there was a whole lot of courses in conflict resolution, team building, presenting. There was, yeah, so many little courses along the way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you came back to Australia. Did you come straight to this area? Or yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, so so live in Lake Cadai and do right. the commute because um, my parents had moved here about probably eight, ten years ago. So my right. mum grew up in New South Wales. And uh, they'd travel around and my, my mum lives um, in Taree and wanted to, if we were moving this far back, mm-hmm. we thought we want to be near family. Yep. So that's what drew us to this area. And we'd spend a little bit of time travelling and spending time with the family here and just love the coast and the area. Yeah, yeah. Hence, you know, you're back here surfing, right? Oh, do do yeah. you get to surf every day? Not every day. No, there's sometimes the conditions are around. Sometimes I've got to put work first <laughs> but I usually try and get up really early every morning yep. I actually spent probably almost six and a half hours in the water at Crescent Beach yesterday nice <laughs> so it was fantastic yeah nice. yeah loving that part of life here so obviously that um, leadership education that's what's brought you to what you're doing now which I'm mm-hmm. really keen to talk about yep. um, tell us a little bit about Yulambal how it came to be yep so Mid-North Coast Community College mainly began with, all, as all community colleges, doing vocational programs. Uh, our CEO had started a number of special assistance schools. So these are schools for kids who've just struggled in a traditional learning setting. And so uh, it's for students who struggle either with emotional, social or behavioural challenges. 
and we have one that's been operating for four years now in Port Macquarie. And mm-hmm. I guess because of my teaching background and connections that I'd started developing with the schools locally and just seeing the need, we began talking about the idea of... And I think it was always in her mind that we would have a, a special assistant school here for Tari. And, and the, one, we, the one in Port Macquarie is Nautilus? Nautilus. Yeah. yeah okay. So Nautilus has been running for four, I, I guess. I th- I'm not sure if they're into their fifth year. I believe they may be. And so, um, yeah, we started meeting with the community and ever, ever since we started, it's been nothing but positives. People are saying this is something we definitely need for our community. Yeah. So how, do you, how, how is the day at Yulambal different to the day at a traditional high school? Uh, some of the things for students that they really love, so no uniform. Right. Students refer to all the staff by their first names. I mean, some may still use sir and miss if they like, but encouraged to, because we really want it to be where they're, they're, they're really treated like young adults. It's a very small cohort, so we're only starting with 30 students and only at stage five, so that's year nine and ten learners, and it'll probably stay that way for at least the first few years Mm -hmm. while we're building the foundations. Uh, We mainly concentrate on the five key learning areas of English, maths, science, HISI, which is history, geography, and then PDHP, and then the additional time is focused around extracurricular learning, so that's where we'll bring in the gatang. So there's going to be... A strong cultural focus. It's for both non-Indigenous and Indigenous students, but there'll be a cultural focus. There'll be opportunities for them to do work experience opportunities if they're interested in trades, get exposed to that kind of thing. We'd love them to come down to the university and look at what are their next pathways. Um, so coming down to talk to get to know what. what, what Expose them to things that they'd never thought was possible. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these kids, they struggle with anxiety and various things, so the idea of going off to a big university with thousands of people is just too way too overwhelming for them. So something like the university campus here, where they can pursue their education, mm-hmm. but also in a place that's safe and comfortable and welcoming, mm-hmm. that's going to be huge for this community. And, and keeping them connected to yeah. community and connected to one another so they're not suffering isolation and all those things that can often happen if they haven't been at school for a while, if they can't front up to school. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so you, you've got 30 students now. Yep. Could, could you have had, uh, like I guess is there a big demand, is there more than 30 people that wanted to come along? Yeah, we've got, we've got a wait list. There's some students um, who are thinking about it. Um, anyone who's calling now would probably need to go on that wait list uh, until we open. So we're, we're not on our main site, but there's still some renovation happening. Mm-hmm. Um, once we're on our main campus site and the renovations are completed, we'll probably open that up to at least another 10 spots. Um, but we'll never go more than 50 enrolments. Yeah. Um, if we get to that, then we'd look at potentially looking at another campus site. If the demand was that great, and there is a lot of demand, we've got students coming from as far as Foster, um, obviously some students from Wing, yeah, all, all around this area. Um, so there's, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of options similar to this. Yeah. Are you allowed to say where your site's going to be? Where you're oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to be where the where Bowers, a lot of people know Bowers Cafe. So just up from Tari, well, what's now Mid Coast Christian College. We're literally 200 metres back towards Colladong Road there at the Bowers Cafe. So the idea is that we'll continue 
ho- um, running the cafe outside mm-hmm. of regular hours. That's and that'll be another opportunity for students to develop some really good skills and potentially be involved in that project as well and put their learning into practice. Yeah, and hospitality skills are badly in demand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just all the communication, the language and literacy stuff that happens when you're doing it. But the more we can actually, and that I guess would be another unique opportunity about a special assistance school is that we've got a great opportunity to make the learning very practical mm. and actually do the learning and then use it immediately. Yeah. That's a big part of what we're working towards. Yeah, it's a real reason for learning. Yeah. Um, all I can say is I wish you all the best with that. I know there's incredible community interest. I can't wait to see the school open, to be able to come and visit the students that are there and, and, and see this different way of teaching. It's, it's wonderful. And I, you know, all, all the best to you. I think you're the best person for the job from what I've heard. Um, <laughs> no, I believe it, everything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be wonderful. And yeah. another real asset for our community here locally. So thank you for making that happen. Um, thank you for your time today. This, this chat's gone really quickly. <laughs> um, and thank you for sharing, sharing your, your study journey and your life journey with us. Thanks, Fantastic. Darren. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Cheers. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Six Degrees podcast. This podcast is produced by Upbound Business Consultants and is brought to you by Tari University's campus. Based on the New South Wales Barrington Coast, TUC is a hub for supporting distance education study for university students with campus facilities, mentoring, postgrad career opportunities and more. If you'd like to share your story, you can send us an email at podcast at and let us know your unconventional road to a degree. Until next time.